Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Conversations on Dance is generously made possible by Yumiko. Have you seen Yumiko's new amazing fabric collection? If you haven't, stop what you are doing immediately and click over to their Instagram account or their website, yumiko.com. Exceptionally thin and dreamy soft, their new amazing fabric line provides the ultimate pleasant feeling against the skin. Say goodbye to cutting old tights to use as lightweight sweaters in the studios. Their amazing mesh crop top is an elegant and beautiful option that will still allow your Yumiko Leo to shine through underneath. They also launched leggings and unitards as a part of this collection. So run, don't walk to yumiko.com or their New York flagship boutique to shop now. This episode is brought to you by the Kennedy Center. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Michael. We're together in yeah, Washington, D.C. This is a first for us. We're doing a, a just you and I podcast, but we're in each other's presence. Normally, these are done over the phone. Looking in your Separated eyes. by thousands of miles. miles. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. 1,000 1, miles. Yeah. Um, so we're in... In D.C. In D.C. With the Kennedy Center. We've wrapped up a couple interviews with American Ballet Theater dancers that we're excited to bring to everyone soon. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we, even some have come out by now. Who knows oh, what the Who knows publishing what schedule, schedule will be. Schedule is. <laughs> um, this is, uh, today we wanted to talk about me. We did. <laughs> talk about... Michael's favorite topic. Yeah. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's not. But we... Um, Wanted to take this opportunity to go through some of the experiences that you've had recently in your post-retirement life, returning to dance in a different way. As a repetitor. Yeah. A repetitor. A repetitor. Which, is the, which is the term that Craig Hall lovingly uh, came up with to make a, for the the family of people that set Ballets for Justin. So let's talk about your time with Ballet Justin Arizona. Pe- yes. So I staged the first ballet. I I my first chance to stage a ballet was this past September, mm-hmm. 
and it was for Justin's first work he ever did for New York City Ballet, Increases. It's a Philip Glass score. It's eight dancers. It's a relatively short ballet. It's 14 minutes long. Mm -hmm. But I had never danced it, and I had not even seen it too often. Right. I think I had probably seen it. Because Miami City Ballet didn't do that. No, we didn't didn't have the chance to dance it. And I had seen it once at City Ballet. I had seen it once um, at the School of American Ballet Workshop. But I had not danced it. And it was a surprise. Oh, and Boston Ballet. Actually, but both of those were off after Justin asked me. But when so when Justin asked me, Patricia Delgado, his wife now. Oh my god. Uh, it's funny to say recent, that. Recent recent marriage. So Patricia said Justin has something he wants to ask you and it's exciting. And then when he he said he wanted me to stage a ballet for him, of course I was elated because that's obvi- that's what I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, since I was young i remember being like i always thought i would be a ballet master and i wanted to be a sort of custodian for the works that i cared about Mm -hmm. and justin is certainly one of those choreographers whose works matter immensely to me Mm -hmm. but so he said i want you to stage ballet but i was really surprised by the ballet he said because i don't have a real didn't at least then have a real relationship with it but um i was doing it with patricia Mm -hmm. i would the idea was that patricia would go with me she could be my sort of training wheels, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I, I spent the rest of the time. The, Patricia was there for four days and the rest of the time, the following three weeks, I was by myself. But um, so as scary as that challenge was, because you, of course, when you have danced the ballets, you know them intimately in a way that you can't compare to just looking at a video. Right. And it's in your body. So I was pretty nervous about that. But I, I think it actually was the perfect thing to do first because it was a challenge that now I know I can handle. Right, right. Not only will I feel more comfortable going into the next ballet that I've danced, both um, mm-hmm. core and principal roles, and that's that's You're the Rabbit. That, that's my next staging project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything will just feel simpler, right? I yeah. Don't, so I had to go into the studio... Like my process with this was I went to the studio to um, put the steps onto my body first. Right. And why did you feel like you needed to do that instead of just like watch the video? It's Your body can remember things so much better than your mind. I mean, that's I, a lot of the the um, the projects is for the Balancing Foundation, the um, coaching archival videos right, that right. Where they did little revivals, especially with um, Freddie Franklin. Mm-hmm. The way that you remember those things isn't you sit down and you think about it. You put music on mm-hmm. and your Get body responds. And, yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, those steps stay in your body. It's really insane, especially when you have an, a very musical choreographer. Right. Like, like Balanchine or like Justin. Justin, yeah. Um, so I needed to get the steps in me so that I wasn't, I didn't want to look at a piece of paper and go, so te arabesque, step left foot mm-hmm. and brush right foot for glissade, right? You know, like, right. and it was just going to be too complicated. I did ultimately write all the steps down sure. as a safety net, net, but I did not actually never consulted it for steps right. ever, which was satisfying. Congratulations. And I only brought out the video, I think, once on like my last day of staging something. I feel like you told me though I, that there was, there was, you maybe oh, brought it oh, at the very, yeah, very beginning. Oh. <laughs> That wasn't to show the dancers, but it was for myself. For yourself. Um, and what was yeah. that first day like walking uh, into the studio? Terrifying. Yeah. It was 
completely terrifying. A totally because different role for you. I had never been to Ballet, Arizona. Didn't know the dancers. Mm-hmm. I love and admire Eve as a dancer and a coach. He had come to Miami City Ballet to coach at Midsummer Night's Eve Dream. Eve Anderson. Eve Anderson, the artistic director. Um, so uh, he was obviously someone that I was eager to make a good impression on. Right. And it's a, literally something I had just never I'd done before. I'd never been in charge of a group of p- professional adults. Right. And to stage a ballet that I've never danced uh-huh. and I have to know eight parts and the intricacies of this ballet. So the ballet is short, but it's dense. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it has these like kaleidoscopic formations in the beginning that are, it's stunning. Through to Justin style. Um, and I, I love it, but it was um, a challenge to learn. It's not just like, oh, 14 minutes, I can knock that off and whatever. Mm. It's, it is dense. And I would do to kind of, um, to, to, to help, remember things i would do i would run the ballet you know run in quotation marks right um as one individual mm-hmm. in my head like or or when I, I would rent studio space when i was trying to get it in my body and right. i would just be like okay i'm gonna do the um daniel applebaum part and do it from beginning to end so this is an important thing that maybe people um audience members might not necessarily think about First of all, the person who's doing this work that you're talking about, the repetitor who is in charge of passing this ballet on. But not only do you need to know one person's spot, you need to know there's eight people in the ballet. Yeah, right? eight people in eight pe- people's complete ballet, everything that they do for those 15 minutes. So times 15 minutes times eight, like that's how much material you have in your mind. So you talk about the. Daniel Applebaum spot for example so he's friend of the pod um <laughs> but that was he was the originator of that um role so you would how did you document that and keep track of everybody in your mind especially when you were watching from videos you weren't there for the creation process yeah so I had to be it was and it's actually I think it taught me some good habits because um yeah, I really ended up feeling like this was it was the right thing to go into something I had never danced mm-hmm. actually it's different from, I would never want to stage a ballet, a choreographer I didn't work intimately with and know what they were doing. Right. You know, Justin, I have an understanding of his style. I know him very well personally and artistically. Mm-hmm. And I, so it, when I'm looking at a step, I'm not just like going in blind. I know what he, I can see what his intention is there. I and I can ask him. Right. He is alive. <laughs> um, but uh, I, so that the good habits that it made me pick up is, to get to the the source, so I, I would I asked as many people I knew who had information about intentions and things. In particular, Daniel Applebaum had danced um, both the uh, one of the boys who does a solo, and then uh, the Potida. Mm-hmm. So he was this I think the second cast that ever went for the Potida. Gotcha. So it was very useful to have him for that. Mm-hmm. Then um, Patricia Delgado, his wife had staged it before Justin's wife not Daniel's wife yes, Justin's wife <laughs> I'm just kidding um, had staged the ballet before she had you know I was jealous of her access to Justin because right. like she can just like roll out of bed and be like Justin in this part I cannot tell what they're doing is it on seven or eight is it you know right. demi or flat or whatever um so I just picked those people's brains constantly mm-hmm. and um but what was Really interesting. Um, was trying to get to the root of what th- the actual step is because obviously people have different ways of um, 
you know, interpreting his step. Yeah. Um, and Daniel Alfabama says, I like this. He says, like, it's certain people have a way of doing something, but it's not text. Mm-hmm. You like even the originators, I would ignore certain people because that is their way of, of doing something. Mm-hmm. But you can't teach it like you don't want to teach that person's. I don't want to say mannerisms, but idiosyncrasies and things that they are cho- choosing to put on it. You have mm-hmm. to find text. So right. there was even there's one girl that I you know who's a, a wonderful dancer, one woman who's a wonderful dancer in the original cast. But I would kind of tend to look at her second cast more as a little clearer. But then the second cast, I could also see probably hadn't had as much rehearsal. So there were little comfortable. Thing. Yeah. And you had to negotiate all those things. Um so this is in I, addition to learning this one person's spot. Now you're looking at multiple videos of this one spot, trying to figure out what the truest version. Yeah. And was. I had to come up to, with with my own conclusion. Right. Um, it's like detective work. Yeah, it is detective work. Yeah. Um, but also, it's inter- I I have to be a lot pickier than Justin in a way. Justin likes to see mm-hmm. the individual freeness and whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking at these videos. I'm trying to get to the, the text, so mm-hmm. to speak, and um, figure out how I'm going to relay these steps a- in the clearest way. Mm-hmm. But I also have Patricia to depend upon. And what was really lucky was that coincidentally, we were going to the Veil Dance Festival mm-hmm. and the Veil Dance Festival was putting on an all-star cast of increases with companies dancers from four different companies Mm -hmm. so patricia was charged with getting that up and running Mm -hmm. and two dancers had never danced the ballet before devin tusher and isabella boylston friends of the pod (laughs) both (laughs) and um in particular with with bella i had the chance to teach her the entire ballet from beginning to end Mm -hmm. because patricia wasn't available so it was a really good like baby step right just one person um, in the one studio. person to focus on mm-hmm. and then of course like that stuck with me when i was later on if i was like panicking about something i'd be like well the the pot of the girl goes here that's the bella spot right right and i'd be like ariani i know what you're doing everyone else give me two minutes <laughs> yeah at least you have um, that there but then so we were in veil doing mm-hmm. our podcasting and right. but at the same time i got to watch patricia working with the dancers and she also performed in the cast. And then uh, ultimately Justin came in and, and helped set it uh, like uh, finalize things. Right. And so you guys got to talk about it a lot too in Vail. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny. Like I said, like Justin, he, he's uh, more of a big picture kind of person. Right, so, right. um Then detail oriented he, sometimes. Yeah. Or the details he'll get uh, obsessed with a certain detail. Right. That, but I, have to know the ins and outs of everything. I remember sitting next to him and I was like, I still wasn't fully as deep in the ballet as I would have liked to have been at that point. I right. had, a, I was a month out from yeah, going to Phoenix, plenty of time, yeah. but um, I knew I was going to be okay when I'm sitting next to Justin, the audience and I had, it's like, you know, 30 seconds into the ballet and I'd already seen like three things that I wanted to fix. Yeah. And I like look, turn and look at Justin and he's just like staring straight ahead. Like, it's like, fine. Yeah. It's he was like, it's fine. I was like, okay, good. So I'm, I know what I'm looking at then. Right. If Justin wasn't like, right, this and this and this down, right. and I'm already like trying to get to the, mm-hmm. the clearest picture of the ballet. Right. And that's what's so interesting about the role of a repetitor and then the role of the choreographer. Sometimes like Justin's looking at totally different things, I'm sure. He has memories of so many different times doing this ballet. And for you, it's just like, like you said, getting to the text and making mm-hmm. sure that the truest 
form of the ballet is there then for the dancers to expound upon and then yeah. for Justin to kind of allow them to find their freedom in. I have to say, um, one person who I definitely took as a role model for this, um, and this is in keeping with the idea that maybe you shouldn't, you for, for the next ballet, which I've danced, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to rely on what I've done. I have to still do do the detective work. Sure. And, because maybe something I did was not text. Right, exactly. Um, but Roma Sasenko, the principal ballet mistress at Miami City Ballet, mm-hmm. has, has, has talked to me about this, that she, you know, when she came to Miami City Ballet, she was really surprised by the way some of the things were danced. Mm-hmm. Um, currently they, at MCB. Currently, yeah. Because, because it was... Or at that time, rather, I should say. From an era that she didn't recognize. Right. So if Edward and whoever was staging things is doing like the 1969 version of Four Temperaments and Roma had danced like the 1990s setting, um, you know, it might differ pretty dramatically. And she said she, she, that was when she realized, because, you know, your instinct is to be like, well, that's not how I did it. And I don't want to do it that way. And she was like, and then from then on, she started really going back and doing her research and realizing like a lot of those stagings that happen later have things that just creep in. Right. Um, it's so funny. I mean, I remember in Symphony in Three Movements, we changed things like... Year to year. Yeah. Yeah. And As she did more She would go back. I mean, yeah. that ballet, I, f- I really feel like we finally like scrubbed away. It was mm-hmm. like re... Um, Invigorated. Uh, yeah. It was like doing a... Like, uh, what do you call that one? You, like, like restoration. Like, restoration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like restoring a painting. Uh-huh. Um. Oh my god! I watched a video about that on Facebook so recently. Did you I see could watch that? that for hours? I I had no idea. Sorry, I know that's like totally off track, but it's a really we great. We can post that to promote this episode. <laughs> but that's like a really good analogy to use because there there's so many delicate places. Well, anyway, so when you're talking about Roma here and her going back through decades of videos yeah. for Balanchine ballets, and you're I mean you had so oh, much yeah. in just what. Five I had years? like four or five videos I was pulling from to try to come. But how many years? Like when did this ballet premiere? Like no more than five. 2012. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like think about all of those yeah. ways that things can get. Yeah. Watered so Roma, down she would just really go back to the root of it and be like, and you have to be discerning. You have to say, okay, like this person was maybe it was an off day, or this person I I really trust. They're super intelligent, mm-hmm. and this person does their own thing. Sometimes it might be beautiful, but it's not. Right. what we're going to teach yeah. so she but she was so good i mean she just really has like in her head like a catalog of the way things were like well, you know Roman would be like in the 1974 video it's this and then this, you know <laughs> but we got 76 here with patty and uh <laughs> you know and she that's what i love because she was like you i really trusted the text with her mm-hmm. she wasn't gonna put anything made up in there mm-hmm. so I, and sometimes we would I mean, as dancers, sometimes we'd be like, oh, gosh, why? Or like, I guess when I was younger, I'd be like, why are we like fighting over where the arm is here? And it's like, it's important yeah, because that's how integrity. you. Yeah, exactly. And that was something that was always so important to her. And we would have times where we go back and we look at videos for like one arm mm-hmm. in a rehearsal. And then we'd all decide on something. But that's what made it but that's come what alive. Made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we knew that what we were doing was like the truest version mm-hmm. and also there would be times too where she, she would be leaning on her experience with balancing too to kind of like knowing him through the ballets as yeah. well you know of like i don't think he would do that there were times where she would say this doesn't seem like something he would ever do You're right well the balancing 
the uh, wisdom goes that if um, if it doesn't feel right, right? then it's, it's wrong. wrong. Exactly. Because it just never feels uncomfortable. Exactly. That's so, not the true of every choreographer, but right. I think that's a good thing so to, true with to refer though. to for balancing. And I mean, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. other ways. Um, so then, so we talked a little bit about your first day at Ballet Arizona. So how oh, did I you, was panicked. You were yeah, panicked. That was terrifying. You had Patricia there. But I had the Patricia as my security blanket and the whole day just went by in a flash. But when you, like you're there and you, it's like, if I can just get through the, after that, I never was nervous again. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, now I know what it is. Right. And I know what it'll, you know, continue to be. But I did have a total brain fart. Um, that first moment. The first day. <laughs> it was awful. And I had to just plow through. There's what We were trying to teach a segment that comes at the end of the first movement where the men and women have different steps. Mm-hmm. So Patricia took the women, I took the men. Mm-hmm. But I love I, that. I kept like teaching the the step but the musicality just wasn't right i just like why can i not figure this out and i had to pull out the video to just check really fast and i was like they're never gonna trust me again i'm gonna, like they don't, they'll know they they'll smell i'm a phony like but meanwhile but i mean it was i never had another but i had to just like but also you know that those through. dancers and they were like oh god i have five seconds to like stand here and, and like um, calm yeah i were like think through what i just learned like it's so funny how you i think it's like being so close to being dancers we also know how dancers think and you're like thinking like oh my god they're overanalyzing me they're judging me oh my god that was my favorite thing was that i just like i know the inside of their heads heads. because i but that made you you. (laughs) made you feel more crazy though made me feel crazy yeah oh in that moment no wait i was just saying like you you were over analyzing oh, the fact yeah, that they yeah. were judging you. Yeah. When oh they yeah. Were. No, I knew they weren't. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. I was judging myself. Right. But I just because like as dancers, we just have ridiculous standards for ourselves. Right. And then I started to think back, and this maybe it's not the the nicest thing, but I, a lot of repetitors aren't that great at their work. It's They're, true. It's true. True. And I mean, that's we why, just... like, what I'm saying, like, that's why I have. I was so grateful that Roma was the person that I have as. Um, uh, someone to look up to and then i have other you know i think of someone like Susie pilar or maria calgary i was just like, gonna say maria they calgary, yeah. all they have really special gifts as repetitors mm-hmm. um and they're all different like roma's super analytical and can have like a map of the ballet and mm-hmm. and gets so uh picky about details and then maria calgary can like she just won't let things go until they're right like mm-hmm. she has this insistence upon the like you know bringing out the authenticity of it. i remember her coaching swan, swan lake, lake hunters hunters where, and where, she for those made of you who don't know important. you just it's a non-part there. yeah <laughs> it's the not most non-part of that a balancing yeah. ballet you can get but it was it's still vital of course it's like it'll look cheap or silly if you don't commit to that totally um so i had these people to look up to but i had plenty of other examples and then i, I then I, that was like after that first day that was when i was like wait why are you being so mean to yourself right like because i'm i'm, You're already, doing I'm already expecting my first time that i should like be maria calgary or something right. and instead i was like oh but what about x person and that person that like literally just popped in a video and was like okay guys here you go and then doesn't know the counts and you know i and it was funny and, and i i didn't that. i don't know why it didn't cross my mind until way later in the process like oh there are some really mediocre people in this but i'm glad that i had better examples than that right too. right and that's um, 
but it's good to have the bad examples as well because then you know that that's, that's our favorite that you don't want to thing story mm-hmm. you gotta yeah so that that was something i i brought in a lot because you think of the things that you experienced through the course of your right. career and what you didn't like and how you didn't want to be treated or um ways you wish things had gone a little differently mm-hmm. i really wanted to avoid the whole well that's how it was for me so that'll be how that's how it'll be for you and I made a really strong effort with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Thinking like, how could I make X situation better yeah. for the dancers I mean, and, and better for everyone in general? Like it'll just, you know, yeah, work they, well together. I, it was just so fun. And the but dancers I, loved you. I loved them. They were, I mean, they're incredibly talented. Uh-huh. I was really impressed from day one. They're, they're so hardworking, smart, versatile, um, and, you know, it just was like one thing that I had seen in my career, let's say, is um, when a lot of times when people are new to a style, it's it, people make fun of them or you don't have the best approach to um, to getting people to come around. to. It. I remember like coming as a Russian Russian trained Train. person and and then altering into the balancing style it wasn't like even necessarily that a teacher would make fun of me maybe they would poke fun a little bit but you know the dancers too right and i just remember like things like that and, and then on the other side of things people like cuban dancers trying to uh, adapt to the balancing style and mm-hmm. being like snooty about it and, right. and like well that's like ugly or wrong or stupid or whatever right. and there's no wrong there's but just different they had yeah. like there were several cuban dancers in the company and i was just like the last thing I'm going to do is is make fun of it because that's not going to get you anywhere. Or make them feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, so I just presented it super simply. Mm-hmm. And like, for instance, there were there's a part where you do like three fast changements. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the balancing way is to keep your toes really crossed. There's no air or space. A changement is a jump where you transfer your feet from two legs to two legs. Mm-hmm. But the balancing way is to have it very tight so there's no space in between your legs or feet. Mm-hmm. But um, the way these Cuban dancers did, there was there's a little more, um, it's an op- more open position or right. more relaxed. Yeah. And instead of being like, ew, that's wrong, because it's not wrong. It's- I just said, oh, guys, this in this ballet, it's very tight and crossed and we mm-hmm. just would work on that till it felt natural and then they just did and they're it, like okay fine. yeah because yeah. it's just it's part of what it is because there can be a way to approach it that's like oh okay but that's not what we're doing today like mm-hmm. you got to cross your legs if you want right, to do right. this battle don't like, condescend can... to the dance right that yeah. was one thing i was just like, yeah yeah don't hey did you like being condescended to no. no so you don't do that you right. think of the people that didn't do that for you and what that meant to you and then you apply that right yourself so and but like, you also just made that also the simplicity of that like you just like we're like let's make it easy and simple instead of like a history lesson right you know kind of yeah thing. just yeah and the way like they were all so it was just so basically when you think of it when you think of your career and what it meant to you and how like you want the good feelings to live on mm-hmm. and that's what you want to pass on right why would you bring along your baggage of course we all have baggage but right. i don't want to and you know gift that to someone else plus it makes you feel bad to yeah. be hanging on to I your want baggage them to love the ballet and yeah. actually i felt like every time i said this like every time that i that someone gave back to me in that way and i knew that i had made someone feel good about mm-hmm. themselves it undid something that i had felt negatively about mm-hmm. like it, it was just like very cathartic like to see there was a, a really talented dancer who 
we had in our first cast. And it was just obvious that he needed like some, uh, he needed someone behind him to increase confidence. I don't, yeah, because I hate the, like, it's not that he's not confident. It's just, I don't know, like the, the shaming kind of that happens in the ballet world of like, it's, we're very into like the person that can just like do it now and, and do what's easy. Mm -hmm. But, it, there was nothing difficult about getting him to look his best. All I needed to do was assure him that he was more than capable mm-hmm. and looked great and mm-hmm. kind of just like continue to boost that and make him feel confident. And then he ended up being like the rock of the cast at points because a lot of the other dancers were, um, you know, they're, they were busier or they were mm-hmm. um, their attentions were demanded elsewhere. So like, you know, when you're on your fourth ballet of the day things slip or you're tired but like this guy was always just so there and he mattered so much to him so i just like kind of and he said something really nice to me at the end that i had like um given him something that he had never had in his career and i was just like that made the whole thing worth it right just that, like just that comment but um it is like you're saying when we um talking earlier that you know we're close enough it's just like all the crazy running through his head it's like oh my god like i just look in his face i'm like i know literally exactly how you feel and it's so weird being on the other side and knowing to me like how much none of that matters right like Like how yeah like i don't I'm not judging these people the way that they are themselves. I mean, I had... Or like oh, you thought repetitors were yeah, judging you. I had this one... Like one... I Because I was really... Again, I, I tried to be... To call upon the things that I wish that I that had been done for me. Or like what did work for me. So I was like, always try to have a plan. And I always tried to be conscious of what their workload was that day. Mm-hmm. And so like some days I'd be like, this is about counts and this is about spacing and thinking i know your bodies are wrecked right but then one day i was like i think we should just like really go for it Mm -hmm. you're not going to do it tomorrow it's other group or something you know right right right. and then but like really just go for it and then the one woman in the cast who dances everything really hard hard stuff Mm -hmm. and she came up to me and apologized after she was like, I know, I'm sorry. I know you really wanted us to push, and I tried, but I just my body wasn't. I was like, What are you talking about? Like, like go, home. <laughs> go home. <laughs> like, you know, I think I, I, they were just all so w- eager to do like the work justice, yeah. and it was just so beautiful. I loved all of them. I loved my my Cuban men that were like really trying to do something New. different, New. and I th- think it's like. A negative stereotype that we have um, that um, people, if you're raised in one style, that you would be totally not receptive. Mm-hmm. Like the way that they started moving was was great. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I just thought it was so. And that makes them more versatile in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, um, can you tell the story about the opening night, how you felt? Well, I feel cheesy about it. I don't like to say I don't. I'm not a spiritual person. Stop. But it. I do get about ballet and art. I can feel that way. <laughs> and on the first night, like I was so, you know, obviously I had a lot of adrenaline, and I just felt like so 
in it and pumped from what they were doing that I just I really felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. Like a part of me was in each one of the eight dancers mm-hmm. with them yeah. on stage. Like I felt like I was on stage again. Yeah. And that's, don't mean that to sound creepy or take that moment from them, no. but it's like that's the way you get to keep dancing is yeah. through the other people. So why would you hold back? Why would, why would you, um, you know, like we said, gift the bad things to them because then you're only robbing yourself of that opportunity. I wouldn't want to watch a dancer that I'd made feel negative. like crap. Yeah. Because then I'm just going to feel like crap. Yeah, totally. So yeah. I just was so, I couldn't believe like the transformation they had made. And it was all just from like giving all of me 24 seven to them, like everything that you think. Like why I wouldn't, I never held back when I had a correction because they're all capable of it. Right. I, you know, and I, you just deliver it in a way that isn't demeaning or condescending, and then yeah. they do it. Right. Like, it's not yeah. rocket science. Yeah, it's so hard. It was, <laughs> actually, I did like that, like the sort of I told you so feeling was really gratifying in my head. Not that I had this actual moment with anyone, but I do feel like a lot of times um, older people you know, in any school or company you're in, you've heard it, like, you'll understand when you're on this side. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like, I was like, I'm on the other side and I was right about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can make you feel happy and it's yeah. fine. So all I want to do is keep making people feel happy. So when is the next time you're making people feel happy? Um, <laughs> Zoe Zion, friend, friend of, of the, the pod. pod. Some name dropping all over this oh. episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to... Well, maybe we can talk to someone on this next trip because we've—I think we've—we've uh, we've, uh, covered this corner of the world with <laughs> yeah. our, our podcast. Game. Yeah, right. But Zoe Zion and I will be staging "You're the Rabbit" mm-hmm. uh, for Hong Kong Ballet, and we're going in May. So Very we have four exciting. weeks there together. And I, yeah, I have to say it's really, really—it's so great to work with a friend and a colleague. That and when you have like Patricia and I staging increases those first few mm-hmm. days together a it's wonderful having a man and a woman because you That's can show say. all the steps mm-hmm. we're, we're both young enough and you know we can i show the men she shows the women then we'd partner together it goes mm-hmm. by really fast mm-hmm. b and it's helpful for the dancers too yeah, like to i remember when we did year in the year of the rabbit i think this was the only time at least that i remember Craig, when Jane janie Taylor. And Craig Hall came and said it, and they did a very similar thing. And I remember thinking, like, this is so cool. And yeah, so there would be moments where there would be a boy step and a girl step, you know, at the same time. Boys would be in the front of the room with Craig, girls would be in the back with Janie. Everybody would learn it, and then it would be like, okay, you guys ready? Did you go to this place? And they were super organized, and then everybody came together, and just everyone knew what was happening. It was just super efficient Mm -hmm. and. You knew you could ask Janie any like lady question and she would have it as opposed to it's just a lot for yeah. one person to yeah. know everything. So sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no. And and then you also like it's just so great to have someone. I mean, Grant, I guess in the future, maybe this wouldn't be the case, but at least with Patricia and Zoe. Yeah. I overlap with them on 95 percent of what we think. But the other five percent is important, too, mm-hmm. because then, you know, you are open, like even in the casting process. Patricia and I were very, you know, like on the same page, but then she would feel a little stronger about one person and I would lean into that and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then we were both right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, it's good to not, you know, you don't want to just be 
reinforcing your own ideas you too want to like grow and learn right and then she would say something or like come up with an image and i would love it right and now i can use that can use that mm-hmm. um so i'm sure with zoe it's going to be the same thing i'm excited yeah. to learn about point work from zoe tell me what you learned yeah we'll have i to just have, feel like she's i gonna... really want to do i don't know what what the delay would be like in terms of if we were to do a, Sk- a skype oh my podcast gosh. i wonder how on. far ahead it is 12 hours probably well that but then also like recording wise would we do like that you know like sometimes on the, the news where it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> ask you a question and it's like yes I yes did. anderson <laughs> um i'm here yeah so anyways well that's so great michael yeah. i just love like shout out to ballet arizona for being the best dancers ever and for being my they'll always be my first love Aww. that's like the you know that I would not have wanted anywhere else or any other situation to be my first. It was perfect. Now I just feel like I want to see that company. You have to so see them. Bad. I want them out. Like if anyone, any millionaire donors are listening to this podcast, bring them. Or dance programmers. Yeah. We know yes. a few of them. Yes, we, that we do. But they're super special. And I think they're like my favorite company in America now. I mean, I'm super biased. Okay, whoa, whoa. MCB we're not in a forever. company. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to support the home Oh, team. yeah. We no, I know you do. Team. You're kidding. But, You're like um, after them. No, but they just like, <laughs> I couldn't believe that they're like tucked away in their corner in the Southwest and we don't, no one gets to see them except for Lucky Phoenix. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so versatile and Eve is a wonderful director and coach. Um. And yeah. Go Bally, Arizona. Go Bally, Arizona. Maybe we can put some little segments of the video. Justin will let us. Oh, for sure. I have the video of it. <gasps> well, the whole, of both casts. Good so. thing we know the we'll person who owns the rights. Yeah. <laughs> the ballet. But right. yeah, everyone should see them. Yeah. And, you know, follow them on Instagram or something. Totally. Yeah. Follow us too. Follow us. <laughs> Conversations on dance if you don't already. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mikey. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to Conversations on Dance Now, wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you will get a notification every Monday when a new episode goes live. This way, you won't miss a moment of the COD action. And if you like what you heard today, we invite you to rate us and review us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.